Welcome to Down the Garden Path, where we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. Yes, and welcome and thank you for joining us on Down the Garden Path. On this episode, we are shining the spotlight on the classic holiday plant, amaryllis. These easy-to-grow bulbs make great gifts or additions to your own holiday decorating. I just purchased one yesterday for myself. Have you bought one yet this year, Matt? No, I haven't. I haven't bought one this year. I was looking and hoping to find a specific one and I haven't been able to find it yet. So I may not buy one this year. I might, but I might cave and I might go buy uh, one yet. I may still go buy one. Excellent. So how did you buy yours? If I go buy mine, I was going to buy one in bulk. Did you, how did you buy yours? This time I bought one in a kit. So that's the cool thing about these bulbs is there's a few different ways to buy them, right? You Yeah. You know, you can buy them in bulk, like you said, like like loose and they're just bulb only. You can buy them in a kit that come with um, the bulb loose, the pot and the bag of soil or like a pellet, like a like a puck of soil. Right. So that's kind of a cool way that you can buy them. And that would um, we can talk. We'll talk later a bit about them being a gift, but it's kind of a nice little box. And um, but you can also buy them already started in a pot and you can they've already started to grow. Right. Right. Yeah, I've seen them that way for sure. All ready to go. So they make a quick pickup. I've also seen them uh, very decorative, as you were saying, as making a gift. A lot of the bulbs have been covered in like a wax for yes. uh, Christmas time. So you can yep. get them in reds and silvers and gold covered wax as well. Yeah. So how and I think was- those ones would make great decorations. Like if you wanted to put them on like a mantle or a shelf, right? Because you don't, the wax doesn't, you don't necessarily need the soil, which is kind of weird, right? All the energy is in the bulb. And so that's why they can cover them with wax. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it just feeds itself through the bulbs, all of its stored energy. Yeah. And so you need to water, you can put them on a mantle or a shelf or like a decorative hurricane vase or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how much was the kit? I know when I've bought bulbs in bulk or individually, they range anywhere from, and again, we're in Canada, so about $9.99 to about $17 or $19.99, depending on the variety or mm-hmm. hybrid of the bulb. But how mm-hmm. much was the kit that you got? My kit was, uh, this one I bought was $16.99. So, you know, very much in that range. I've actually seen them more. I've seen them going to the, like the, the 30, you know, $25 range. Um, I did notice um, one thing people don't realize is they actually sell them in some of the grocery stores for something like as low as $7.99. Um, so I was in, yeah, I was in our local um, grocery store and they had the kits and they were, uh, they were that price. They were $7.99. So, um, so that, you know, you can, it's very varied, right? And I don't know yeah. if, I don't know enough about the different varieties on if you get, you know, better flour for the more expensive ones. Like, do you think that could really be the case? Well, I think um, 
the one that I was looking for was Amaryllis papilio. And so it is uh, a green petaled one. Uh, and then on the petals, they have red markings. Uh, so there's some venation, there's some coloration going into the throat of the flower. And it's supposed to look like a butterfly, like the papilio butterfly. So it has kind of those fancy markings. That one for me is usually around bulk again, $17.99. Okay. Uh, so it does come down to just that unique and interesting, interesting yeah. variety. And when you say green, like a lime green? No, I'm not more, not so much like a lime or a chartreuse, almost just like a faded um, or a translucent dark green. Really? Um, so there's a little bit of a little bit of white, but it's, it's more, more of a, a green flower. I, okay. I don't, it's not like a, for example, a limelight hydrangea. Right. Where it's that bright okay. green, but it does, it does have some darker tones. Yeah. Okay. okay. Brilliant reds. They do make great gifts though, don't they? Because um, you can get them early and, you know, give someone one that's already flowering. You can give it to someone who wants, you know, might want to like a beginning gardener, even kids. Um, I think they make a great good gift for kids. And I know my mother-in-law um, used to bring them into the kindergarten class because once they start growing, um, so for anybody who's not familiar, you know, the bulb is a very big bulb, much bigger than a tulip bulb. And um, and then it usually sends up leaves first, doesn't it? So the leaves yep. start growing first. And then the when the stem of the flower starts growing, it's literally when it really gets going, it's literally like it's growing in front of your eyes. Like you, you know, so she would, it was like, so the kids would come in every day, every morning and they get to measure it. Like how much did it grow? Right. So I think it's a really cool, um, you know, cause a lot of other plants that you can buy a child, like they, you know, really wouldn't see that visual necessarily that quickly. Um, and because when it does flower, it can be quite tall and the flower heads are very big so I think it's just a, a you know a really uh, really interesting um, gift for for many people I agree I, and I love it for that reason and like you said it's just such an easy care mm -hmm. gift as well right um, we're basically going to we can leave it on the shelf it doesn't need to be planted it will grow without but it's easy to just put in a decorative pot um, a green pot with a pot cover or a Christmas pot you have with some good, well-drained soil and drainage and just let it be, just keep it moist um, and just let it kind of grow. So it's super easy to grow and care for. And the reward that you get from it with those, like you said, those big flower heads, she's going to open with uh, usually anywhere from three to four big trumpet shaped blossoms that are usually about the size, maybe just smaller than the size of someone's hand. Yeah. 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 Do you do they need to be in front of the window? Uh they don't need to be in front of the window. No, I've grown mine elsewhere, but the darker it is, I do find that they will again like other plants lean slightly. Mm -hmm. So when we get our big flower stock, it is fairly thick, but it is also hollow. Um so I have seen them where they lean too much and they might bend and break. Yeah, or fall <laughs> over. So because or like fall over, yeah. Is um, the bulb takes up, there's not a lot of soil in there. So even though you've got some soil in, and with the bulb, and especially if you've got one with no soil and no pot, like the wax ones, um, like you said, that's, the stem is heavy and tall and hollow. So they will, I have had that where they tipped over. Um, so you have to just be careful, either have something else around it um, or uh, have it in a location, keep an eye because yeah, I've, I've had that where I woke up in the morning and it had fallen over. Um, <laughs> 
you know, so because once it starts going, right, like you said, the flower is very heavy. And, and even though it's a big bulb, there's still not a lot of soil. It doesn't, it, um, it likes, uh, it doesn't need a ton of soil in a big pot, right? It's quite a tight fit. Yeah, we only want to have, so when we're planting our bulb, we only want to have a pot uh, that's about an inch wider than the bulb is at its widest point. So the bulb, if you imagine the bulb, it's going to go down, it's going to bulge out like a classic bulb or an onion bulb mm -hmm. at that widest point. So if it's, say, five inches, we want a six-inch pot. But then we want it twice as deep as the bulb is uh, tall. So right. usually they're anywhere from three to five or six inches. So we want a slightly taller pot uh, than we do wider pot. And then we want to just fill it with a nice, well-drained potting mix. So something okay. that drains. We don't want it to sit in water because they will rot over time if they're constantly wet. Uh, but yeah, and then again, so now we've got this very top-heavy bulb. So right. they can definitely easily fall over. Okay. But yeah, as you were saying, do we have to put them in a window? Not necessarily, no. Uh, but you can always put them in the window just to keep them nice and green, actively growing. Give them the food that they want to help support uh, that bloom, that new flower right. stock that's coming out. However, that is what the bulb does is store all that food. And then if you do have someone coming over or you have... You want to use it for a centerpiece for a dinner or an event you can always move it from that window leave it oh, there for okay. a day or so and always put it back so okay that won't bother you, her either yeah now you mentioned food they don't need fertilizing the you meant like food from the sun kind of thing yeah so for the most part they don't need food fertilizing because that's what that bulb is right it's a modified storage device of all these modified leaves that have fattened up much like our onions so they've got lots of food in there as they're continuing to grow you could if you wanted to support them with a flowering fertilizer something like a you know a 10 15 10 or a 15 30 15 at half strength once every okay. week and a half to two weeks but okay. when she's in that flower period right now around christmas time when we like to see them we don't need to be to be doing that but we would like to do that as we move forward if we're going to keep them over for example okay now how long do they typically do we know how long it typically takes um from when you buy the bulb and you plant it in in the kit uh, to them growing because i know sometimes i've opened the kit and they've started already growing right and they're not even in the soil yet um and then other times you know you plant it and then you're waiting and waiting and waiting so yeah, that planting and the waiting and waiting and waiting is is usually where they've gotten to the bulb very quickly and you can plant it fairly quickly and it'll grow or it focuses on its roots first and then it grows up. But when they're packaged early to be sent out, they have some of that waiting time uh, where they, you, we've planted them in soil mm -hmm. where they just start doing their thing. So we, yeah, like you said, we've seen the kits at the garden centers or whatnot. They've already like three inches of bloom starting to, that stalk is growing. Yeah, yeah. They've kind of been waiting that wait period. So we can sometimes see them anywhere from four to eight weeks when mm. they come out of dormancy to when they are growing and up to full bloom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, if you wanted to give one, right, the timing, you can, if you wanted to grow, like buy them early or buy them, I guess we're a little late now, but um, then possibly they'd started and you give them as a gift start already started, or you can wait and, and let your, your recipient, you know, plant them, you know, then it can become, I think that I like the idea of them growing and blooming in January, February, because that's when we need some, like a bright spot, right? 
Some nice color. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And if you were looking for it at a time as close to Christmas as you'd want it, um, you'd want to start planning it right at the beginning of November. Mm. So like November 1 to about November 10 is kind of your optimal window to aim for that Christmas day. And that gives okay. you, again, there's that that Range. four to eight weeks kind of right or that by the 10th you've got that six week range yeah. and that's yeah. with no growth on them like you'd buy yeah. a bulk bulb and plant it yeah. yeah yeah the nice thing is the um the factual flower does last a while so that is also yeah. nice right it's not um um you know not as quick as let's say when you're forcing let's say daffodil bulbs or tulip bulbs that type of thing um they do last a long time as long as you it doesn't fall over <laughs> that's the big yes key. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, or- and that is the key about the light because you're right they you know that's one of the contributing factors right is is then they're reaching towards that that light um yeah yeah, you're right. Our our spring flowering bulbs are cold, hardy bulbs. They will bloom very quickly because they like that cool weather. But our amaryllis, um, our hippiastrum is the, the genus and common name uh, amaryllis. They are native to South America. Okay. Um, so they have that warmer weather. And so those blooms last a bit longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and the other cool thing about them is that, uh, well, um, that's all we need to know, right? That the sorry, as far as they leaf out, right? They leaf out and then they flower, um, and then what's next after they finish flowering? Um, sometimes they repeat bloom, right? Sometimes you might get a second stalk. Um, yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah, if your bulb is nice and big and fat when you get it, you might have a second stalk in there or enough food to uh, generate a second stalk already so she'll send out her stock those leaves will slowly grow Uh, as we were saying before usually the the leaves do come out first but you can see instances where it's just the flower stalks emerge first too and if that's your case then the leaves will come shortly after Mm -hmm. but yeah let the flowers do its thing Uh, if as long as that stalk is green but the flowers are dead you can cut the tip off of the amaryllis and leave the stalk because it's still green as well it'll be the leaf color and it will continue to photosynthesize like a leaf in place oh, of leaves. So if your stalk okay. is up first and there are no leaves, your stalk will photosynthesize much like your leaves will. So okay. you can leave it until it just naturally goes yellow. Okay. And then as the leaves fill out, keep it in a bright, either a, a, a window like we were saying, a north or a south or an east, depending on where what your light is like. You can treat it as a house plant, keeping it, again, evenly moist with a, a bright indirect or a medium indirect light. You can start to feed it every couple of weeks with again, like a 10, 15, 10 or 15, 30, 15, because as it goes into the next or continuously blooms or leaves, sorry, it will continuously feed and refill that bulb. So as long as it gets enough nutrients, she'll start to build the next year's bulb. So unlike our cold hardy bulbs, our amaryllis don't need a, a quiet period. They don't need to necessarily go dormant so they can stay leaf but if they do stay leaf they are heavy feeders to create next year's bulb without a dormant period so i think we were talking before the show you said you had some other ones you recently found so you'd bought one Mm -hmm. and then you had some other ones that you'd recently found yeah Um, yeah i kept they were had been dormant yeah yeah. So I kept them in front of, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about this is that you, we can keep them and, and have them, 
you know, try to get them to bloom again the next year, right? Um, so I had three last year that I, I left all, I had them around Christmas time and in winter. And then I put them in front of a sunny window and um, let the leaves, I did cut the stems. So I didn't know about the stems, but I did leave the leaves like all summer. Um, and then late summer, I thought, okay, you know, now's like, uh, now's time. I think they need to rest in order to, um, um, so that I can put them to, I think, cool and dark, but not necessarily cool, cool, super cool, like you said, like the cold uh, loving bulbs. But um, I, so I did that and I put them in a cupboard that I never normally use. So I went looking <laughs> for them and I couldn't find them. And uh, so I bought the one, the new one, and had that all potted up and, and, and ready to go. And I'm excited about that. And then yesterday I opened a, cu- a cupboard looking for something else and found, I'm like, oh my gosh, there they are. So I have three that were <laughs> in pots. <clears throat> now my leaves didn't ever die. Like they, they kept going and going. So finally I ended up cutting them off. I don't know if that was bad or not. Um, <clears throat> before I put them in a dark, in a cupboard that was dark and kind of cool, like you said, 16 to 20, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anywhere from about that 10 to 20 and cool and dark. Type yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah, and they're they're good to go. So yours should start usually or typically you can kind of force that bloom, that method. And that's where that's, you'll start right off with a nice flower stalk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. should I, should I give them that, that weak um, fertilizer, like a bit of weak or is that too late for them? The, yeah, right now when they're just kind of inactive, if they haven't shown any leaves or growth, let them wake up first. Cause okay. they won't, there's nothing there. And again, they've stored that food for themselves. I hope. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing that people should know that even if they are expensive, even if you do buy a more expensive one, um, that it's something that you can, you know, you can get. Now, they don't last forever. In my experience, you can maybe get it to rebloom once or twice, um, you know, depending on how much attention and care. You know, some people I know put them actually in their gardens for the summer. I just can't do that. I don't have the space and quite frankly, the time and the memory to remember that it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and as you say, going into people putting them in the gardens, they don't even have to plant them. They can leave them in the pots and then treat them like house plants. So remember, okay. as we say on the show often, we want to stagger the plant from going into bright indirect light for a house plant into direct sun. So kind of treating it like your normal house plant so they don't burn, but slowly putting them out. And then, yeah, the maintenance thing is like you were saying, you wouldn't remember that to go out and water that little pot <laughs> with all that. So yeah, that becomes an issue, but yeah, you could keep them outdoors as an outdoor plant. And then just before frost, you'd want to bring them in because again, it's a tropical bulb. They will not take the freeze like a tulip. Ah, uh, perfect. Perfect. So yeah. So we just wanted to share with everybody uh, about this yeah. cool plant, very popular and it doesn't have to be red. They can be white. Like Matt loved the green one. The one I did buy this year is a white one. Um, so yeah, so I think that's a nice, cool thing too, is there's a lot of, you often see the red one, right? Like I think yeah. when, you, when you Google Amaryllis, when you think of the red one because of Christmas and, but you can get pink, you can get white, you can get variegated red and white. And this cool green one sounds very cool. Yeah. And as well as uh, um, all those colors, they often will now come in singles and doubles. So you'll uh-huh. have the classic where you can see right into the center uh, or the doubles, meaning it has a second or two and a half rows of petals within that trumpet. So, yeah, there's so many great varieties to grab. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you if you uh, grow them or if you've grown them in the past. Um, please let us know. Drop us, uh, uh, you know, an email and and let us know. That's right. And you can email us anytime at Down the Garden Path Podcast at hotmail.com. So thank you so much for joining us uh, with this impromptu episode of All About Amaryllis. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Down the Garden Path Podcast is our handle there. And as always, we love hearing from all of our listeners. Uh, you can always write us again at Down the Garden Path Podcast at hotmail.com. And don't forget to visit us online. You can find Joanne at www.downthenumber2earth.ca and myself at www.naturalaffinity.ca. So thank, thank you very you. much, everybody. Yeah, so, uh, thank you for joining us down the garden path.